Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by the Task Reduction System. Learn to reduce your work hours by half without playing catch-up on the weekend. So the Task Reduction System is for you if you are working far too much in your business and in life, and you're feeling overextended with no time for yourself. If you are struggling with guilt and anxiety, if you're confused about how to prioritize and where you should be spending your time, if you're doing everything in your business but your business is not advancing, the task reduction system is the perfect system for you. Learn to identify, label, organize, and schedule in your tasks and create more time and space for yourself. All the details are available at rawrawconsulting.com. There's a direct link in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Lauren Grace, and I'm joined today by Rosalind Curtis. She is the co-founder of Breathing Sky Healing Arts and owner of Rosalind Vintage Shop on Etsy. Rosalind has had professional training in physical therapy, massage therapy, Pilates, and cranial sacral therapy. Over the last five years, however, she has shifted her practice and services towards shamanism, yoga, Reiki and plant medicine. She also has interest in angelic guides, dream work, and sustainable living as well. Rosalind offers courses on Reiki level one and two with shamanic essences, Reiki master teacher with integration of the moon a rites. I probably didn't say that very well, I apologize, and 101 virtual Reiki sessions, and most recently, Chakra, Essential Oils, and Journaling Workshops. So although Rosalind has many skills and talents, and I want to hear about them all, and I know our listener at home does too, she is joining me today to talk on the subject of plant medicine, and I'm going to keep us laser focused on that subject. So thank you so much for being here, Rosalind. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here and thank you for inviting me into the Afterlight podcast. I can't help but notice you have a gorgeous plant behind you, which is perfectly fitting for our conversation. Yes, this plant is my husband's plant. It's a ficus tree and he told me that it's older than me. So I respect that tree so much. So Um, it must be over 20 then, over 20 years. (laughs) Uh, it's, I think, more than 40. Oh, wow. Yeah, going 50, I think. Yeah, going 50. But I, so I said it's younger than me. So <laughs> I mean, I, it's older oh. than me. So I'm younger than the tree. Okay, well, there you go. You know what? It's such an amazing thing. You know, when you were talking there, I was thinking about how I'm a Canadian living in Australia, and it's very difficult to bring plants from other countries into, you know, different countries so for example my mom has a christmas cactus which was a offshoot of her mom's plant and her mom's plant and that mom you know and it's just amazing and it's like Mm -hmm. well i don't know if i'll ever get my own version of it because it's pretty difficult to bring it all the way over to australia but i mean i guess plant life just continues to go on and on and on and that's the wonderful most beautiful thing about it yeah and um I think once the owner, if the owner really cares for it, which he does, I mean, when we move, when we move around, it's, he's, he's, um, 
a California born and he had his tree for a while. So he only moved this tree from one place to another within California. So that's pretty easy. Mm. But when we move from houses to houses, we make sure that the tree is okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty hard to do a lot of, you know, preparation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we are going to talk a little bit later in the show. I know that you've got some tips and tricks that you're happy to share with people if they are interested in growing plants or nurturing the plants that they already have. But, you know, before we kind of get to that, we really have a lot to dig into right off the top. So first of all, Rosalind, can you tell me a little bit about how you first got interested in plant medicine and what is plant medicine if you had to define it? Um. Plant medicine is, for me, it's commonly known as herbalism as well. Um, but I, I don't want to kind of restrict myself from that. And um, since I don't have that much training about herbalism, um, when I say plant medicine, it's a very broad and accessible um, way of getting to know different kinds of medicine around us. and. It's, I think, for everyone who are open to deepen their connection to the plants, herbs, and fruits, and vegetables that we encounter every day in our daily lives. So that's my definition of plant medicine. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are other people who have different definition of it. But for me, it's more in my experience yeah. with how plant medicine helps me in my daily life and how it can help uh, it can help other people too as they go through you know their wellness and healing goals or wellness goals as well um i got started with it pretty early my grandma is um my grandmother on my dad's side is um into making herb tonic so she usually keeps a a small garden on her uh, backyard with all the plants that she needs for that for the making of the herb tonic. And um, it's all fenced out. We're not allowed to play in there. We're not even allowed to touch the plants because, you know, as growing up as kids, we're like curious about all these tiny little plants in our garden. Yeah. And so we're not allowed to touch those. But I grew up, you know, with her taking care of those plants and then making those herb tonics. Um, and um, she gives those. Uh, herbal medicine to us when we have stomach ache or flu or some kind of you know issues or fever and it always helps it always helps um, so that's how I get started with plant medicine I think and my mom's side she is a really good gardener she have uh, growing up we also have like a vegetable garden so we use us most of the vegetables that she grows in she would ask us growing up to help take care of the plants in her garden. You know, we have all these tasks that we need to do to, you know, to take care, help take care of the plants and even help harvest the plant and prepare it in the kitchen. So that's how I get started with plant medicine. It sounds to me as though it's a generational thing for you. Like you've always been sort of shown that, you know, plants was an important part of your health and your wellness. And uh, mm -hmm. I do want to ask you a little bit later, whether or not, you know, you think that this is something that people can learn or whether or not, you know, maybe the passion and the, 
and the know-how needs to be passed down from, you know, those kind of like you were talking about um, from your grandma and then passed down. But before we kind of get to that, I'm really mm -hmm. curious, you did talk a bit about wellness and healing goals. What do you use plant medicine for exactly? You did talk about your grandma using that tonic or, um, you know, in case you guys aren't feeling good that, you know, she gives you that. Is it primarily for healing or can you use plants for other things? I'm sure we all know you can use them for <laughs> psychedelic reasons. <laughs> yes, there's that too. Yeah. Yes. So is so, that primarily it? Um, It can be used for all anyone any all aspects i guess any way you want it to be used for i mean i know um artists who uses flowers for their arts and and that's also plant medicine for them you know how the plants inspires them in their um in their in their creative how it inspires their creative juice and all that but primarily i guess uh you know, plant, if you consider it as a medicine, then it will be for um, our health, uh, healing, for primarily for healing purposes. You know, it's uh, everybody, we all know how beneficial vegetables and fruits and, you know, those fresh produce that we get, um, even from the farmer's market, even though we didn't grow it, how beneficial those are for our um, health and well-being so yeah absolutely um, yeah so it and then there's also the other aspect when the herbal it's it's formulated into an herbal supplement so you can have it in that formulation very specific for a particular um, um, issue health issue so there's also that and there's the essential oil formulation as well, which I'm, I'm also into, and um, wherein the essence of the plant is is extracted in its really potent form. The essential oil is really, essential oil formulation of the plants is really powerful, and mm. and um, I usually remind people who are into essential oil to have respect for that potent formulation of the essential oil. Um, and and then there's also the other aspects wherein they use as the flower essence, which is like a milder, uh, but also really potent, like a milder milder formulation in a sense that they're not really extracting everything from the from the flowers or the parts of the plant. So yeah, I guess yeah, okay. that's how I'll say it. I do want to talk to you a little bit later, a bit more about essential oils and about uh, flower essences as well, because I personally use flower essences for um, anxiety and things like that. So let's get into yeah. that conversation a little bit later. I have a few more questions, but I actually am interested a little bit about, I guess the subject I sort of inadvertently brought up in relation to psychedelics as well in relation to plants. So I know that, you know, you have a background in shamanism. We're not going to talk about that too much today, mm -hmm. um, but I believe we discussed that we might talk about that on another show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I am curious about, you know, whether or not plants can be used to kind of help you connect with the divine and help you connect with spirit as well. And, um, you know, I guess whether or not you also need to be careful when you're experimenting with plant medicine because 
you know, much like everything, you can easily overdo it, I'm sure. And if you're experiencing yeah. playing with things that you don't really know a lot about, you need to right. be sort of careful. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. And even with like common vegetables, you, you want to know what is it, but if, if it is beneficial for you or your health issue. Um, like for me, I have a thyroid issue. So I know what are the vegetables that are uh, beneficial for me and what are the vegetables that I should watch out for. Um, so it's, you know, being aware of what are available for you and are helpful for, for our health is number one. And also, um, with regards to your question about shamanism and uses of um, plant medicine and shamanic practices, I know about um, shamans who um, offers ayahuasca services. And I'm always curious about that. Unfortunately, I haven't, ha haven't had a chance to yeah. uh, avail of that. I'm not sure if I ever will. Uh, because of what's happening <laughs> around the world and oh, you yeah. know and all that um, for me if someone is curious about mind expansion using let's say ayahuasca it would be it would be really helpful if someone or for me to learn all about it and to make sure that it's it will be received in a sacred setting that it's not all through a commercial situation yeah. if you can yeah. understand what i mean that it's 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 a it's a part of a ceremony it cannot be bought or or shipped to you i mean to make it really work there's a process to it so but definitely yes we can use uh, plant medicine for expand expanding the consciousness but there's also now very very um accessible to everyone is the cannabinoids that the HC and the CBD products that are all over. Um, I don't know if it's available as really. if it is available to Not Australia yet. No, it's so it's ridiculous. Just really behind the times. I mean, um, you know, medical marijuana in Canada has been legal for forever you know, well, not forever, mm. but, you know, for probably over 10 years easily. It's just always been part of something that we, you know, that has been available to mm. people who need it for their different ailments. But yeah, I love how you, you brought that up. So feel free to expand a little bit about CBD and um, I guess how it works for you and maybe not you particularly, but how you've seen it work for others as well. Um, I've seen CBD and THE, THC really works for, um, my husband in terms of his um, pain management issues. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, I have to be very careful of what I take and how I take it. So I'm, my body is more um, um, compatible with the CBD products. Yeah. It's more of a relaxing, calming effect. I used to take it in a um, food form, like a like a capsule edibles 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 yeah 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 but that wasn't going so well for me so now I'm more into the topical aspect of it where I needed to help me sleep or to help low, uh, lower down inflammations in my joints and muscles and all that calming effect of it so I shifted towards a topical form and again it takes you know for you I think you know your body, so you know what are what are you sensitive about, 
Yeah. And, and when you're starting, for, um, when we're starting with something new as, as like a CBD product, you want to make sure that you're paying attention how your body is reacting to it. Uh, you want to start, again, I, I, would, I would suggest respect the power of the, med- the plant medicine, like start yeah. slow, make sure you're, uh, you're making sure that, you know, everything is, is in the right dosage. And yeah, you know, noticing the reaction that your body have on that, on that particular intake that you had um, in front of you. So, yeah. A lot of um, our guests, you know, the big theme with this show, and I bring it up all the time, but it's really about putting things through your own filter and listening Mm -hmm. to your own body and trusting your own intuition. And I think that sometimes when we talk on the subject of plant medicine, it doesn't seem in a way like it's that big of a deal. But when we're talking about mind expansion, when we're talking about plants that have been around for longer than us, plants that are older than us, you know, that have this kind of this wisdom and this knowledge buried within them. I mean, respect is exactly the word that would come to me. And, you know, I think that sometimes in society, we're just so used to just taking all the time Mm -hmm. and you know, I deserve this. And what about me? And we don't necessarily get back to the roots of, you know, nature and yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love the root concept, I guess, with plants that works well, but, you know, do you believe that plants have spirits attached to them and that they are connected to, you know, the divine? I know a lot of people talk about flower essences being connected to the fifth plane, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but first, I just would like to say thank you for saying that, you know, um, affirming the, the, the knowledge that, you know, we have to give respect to the plants because they've been around and they have all these gifts yeah. and, and, and benefits that are available to us. It's, it's a generous um action or or gifts it's it's out of generosity that they're sharing all their benefits to us um yeah yeah, so thank you for saying that and 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 i always and and for emphasizing the 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 need to respect the power of all these plants the the not just the plants but all the the living living beings around us um and with shamanic with shamanic um, practices and with your questions about if I believe or if I subscribe to the idea that plants are connected to the spirit, definitely, yes, of course. Yes. Can you share with me a little bit about the story about the angel that you had? Um, You know, as you know, the afterlight here, we're all about connecting with spirit and it's always you know I like having those stories where we share that you know we're not alone I think sometimes we forget that we're alone but you know I'd love to hear a bit about your your angel story and and I guess on the same note I just want to say that when I was talking about that you know when you are around plants you just feel this amazing comfort (laughs) don't you think yeah this yes I went to, um, cause we're looking at buying a house at the moment and we went to this property and I was almost weeping because of the incredible wow. vibes because it was in the rainforest and it's just mm. the, 
yeah, the comforting and the nurture and the spirit essence within that. You could just feel it everywhere. It was amazing. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing that you have a connection already to the trees and the plants around that area that you're looking at. I hope it works out well. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, with that dream of an angel being um, that I shared to you, um, I guess it was around 2017, 20, 2016, 2017, around that time when there's a lot of uh, pine trees dying in my area in the California forests all over the, um, the Sierra Nevada forest um, because of the pine beetle bark infestation. And um, they're just killing a yeah. lot of trees, old trees. I mean, um, and prior to that, I was already like looking to move to this area. I was living in San Francisco and I've been hearing about all this issue about the pine trees and all that. And then one night when I, we were staying here in this house, we already got the property before we moved here formally. Um, I had this dream about this angel. Um, at first, it was hard to tell if it's an angel because there's this beautiful being with um, blonde hair and, and shining skin. The skin is glowing and beautiful eyes. And the energy is just so beautiful. Walking down my driveway, this this being walking down to my driveway. And I was like, oh, who are you? And I was just curious about, you know, this, this being walking down my driveway. So I, in my dream, I met him up in the drive, uh, in, in front of the house at the driveway and asked, hi, how are you? Um, what can I do to help you? Because, um, you know, he's, he's there. And he said, well, I'm looking for... Um, Rosalind Curtis, and I want to make sure that this is her address. And I was like, yes, that's me. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, that's my name, and this is my address. And before I knew it, I was in front of the number. We were in front of the, the, the house number, you know, in the gate. Yeah, Just yeah. Like the, the number of the house, and I showed him, this is the number of my house. And <laughs> In the dream, we were like surrounded by all these pine trees, these beautiful pine trees, like 200, 250 years old pine trees in our property, in my property during that time that, are, that were still alive. And I was like, oh my God, these pine trees are really, really tall and old. But anyway, yes, this is my, I told this being that, yes, that's my name and this is my address. And he said, well, that's good to know. I'm glad to meet you. I'm, I'm glad that you're here in this place. And I said, well, may I know who you are and, you know, what's your name? Um, because now you know my information and where I, le where, I <laughs> where I live and may I please have your name as well. And he told me his name and um, it was a long name. And um, I asked him to spell it, spell it out for me. And he yeah. did. And then... Then he went back to me and said, this is, is this how you spell your name? And I said, yes, that's how I spell my name. And then after I spelled my name, he just started kind of like, uh, how do you say, um, you know how it is in a, a, in a movie where it's kind of like phasing out, like the, yeah, the like image is phasing out, like, like a hologram fading yeah. out and such. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I saw the last thing that I saw is his um, left hand holding kind of like a feather, several, a bunch of feather. And that was it. It's like, okay, nice meeting you. Bye. I guess wow. you have to go. <laughs> yeah. So that was my angelic dream. And, and I treasure that every time. <laughs> I remember that every time. And I always have fun telling that story to people who wants to listen to this to yeah. my story about that dream yeah and I love thank that you so much for allowing me to share that oh here. I love all that our listeners at home know I love the stories I just think I it's so did. wonderful because how else do we know about these stories and you know I think sometimes when we hear that we go I want to have my own angel dream you know and maybe if you put the intention out it will be able to come forth as well so yeah. do you think that he was you know maybe a guardian of the pine trees or was he kind of just giving you maybe a little bit of um, encouragement for you know being in that area are you are you on some kind of a ranch or something like that where you live um I yes we are in the mountain but this is not a ranch. I guess this is like an old, um, there's a lot of history to the land. Um, it was a Native American campground back in the days. Okay. And um, later on, as the, the forestry ca came in and they planted a lot of um, pine trees in the area to kind of like, how do you say, um, reinvigorate the area back in the days, I guess, where they're putting in a lot of pine trees. So um, it's a special place, um, but I think going back to the time in my life, I was very disconnected with everything. I mean, I was working in healthcare and burning out a lot, and um, and the idea of moving to a place where there might be a possible environmental issues about the trees yeah. was kind of intimidating for me at that time, and. For me, that angel dream kind of reinforces my um, my place. I mean, being here and deciding to be here. And I consulted with my shamanic teacher about it. I asked her, what do you think about that dream? Can you tell me more about that dream? <laughs> it's like hoping that she can interpret it to me. And she did help me a little bit about it um, in saying that it could be, it is an, it, it is definitely a guardian angel. And she even went further to say that it's Angel Gabriel because of the name that he gave to he gave me. And also because at that time I was kind of like trying to figure out where to place myself, you know, whether to be okay with the whole moving from the from the city to the mountain area. Um, and also my teacher said that because he asked for me to spell my name, it all could also mean a lot of um, something to do with writing, related to writing and spelling out. Mm -hmm. And she encouraged me to uh, journal a lot, start doing journaling and writing out dream more, I mean, dream journals, uh, journaling insights and meditation journals and all that kind of stuff that she encouraged me to do. So yeah, that's part of it. Um, personally, I think um, that angel, angelic dream is also related to the pine trees that, you know, 
because it was so connected to the pine trees. Uh, the, the energy of that angelic being in my dream was so connected to the pine trees when I was in the dream. So it, it right. can also be the guardian of the land, of the, yes. of the area. Yes. So I did want to talk to you about that. Okay. So that's so beautiful. Everything that you said. And actually one thing that I will just remind our listeners at home is that if you are interested in meanings of dreams and looking into your dreams, we do have previous episodes. Um, Just go back where we talked, uh, where I talked with a lot of different people on dreams, lucid dreaming, dream meanings, all this sort of stuff. So it's all in there. If you haven't caught up, go check it out. But you did bring up something that I had written down, actually, my friend, I wrote down guardians of the land. And it's funny because I do think that we can't talk about plant medicine without acknowledging the guardians of the land. And I, I've, um, you know, in, in Australia and also in the Yukon where I'm originally from, you know, mm. there are a lot of first nation cultures where I live now. There's a lot of um, indigenous cultures and yeah. people always pay homage to the guardians of the land. And mm-hmm. I always remember being taught if you ever move somewhere, you know, to always just ask the guardians of the land for your, their protection and their support and being in, in the area that you're in. So I guess I'm curious about whether or not you think that there are guardians or you believe there are guardians of the land um, for all different parts of the land, or if they're part of like bigger continents, or if it's just not even a, not even a thought, there's just, it just is what it is. There's always guardians of the land for everything or what, what are your kind of thoughts on that? I guess. Um, For me, yeah, I do believe uh, that there are guardians of the land, guardians of particular places. I mean, going back to the Philippines where I originated from, um, each each village have a, a patron saint. So that that concept is not new to me. Yeah. So yeah. So that's and it makes sense that each place should have that guardian of the land because um, the energy of the land needs protection and it it just makes sense that it resonates with a higher energy that kind of oversee the, the general well-being of the place. Um, one of my uh, teacher that I really admire, Sandra Ingerman, she have um, shared several experiences of her um, on how to connect with the guardian of the land. So if if anyone, if you are interested in you know looking further into how to connect yes. with the guardian of the land and how to bring honor and and connect more, the the, the ceremony that she shared, um, I think it's available in some of her uh, talks or books. I'm not, I just cannot pinpoint it because she shared it to us via webinar. Okay. So, um, yeah, so when you're moving to a new place, it's always good to ask to meet the guardian of the land or who is the caretaker of the place in the spiritual level or energetic level and ask, you know, how can I honor you? How can I give honor to you for allowing me to stay in this place and be open to the inspiration and intuitive the messages that will come to you mm. because then we don't really need to learn you know intricate 
ceremonies and rituals to honor the land. We just have to ask and then yeah. be willing to listen to the answer. Yeah. I think that. sometimes we complicate things where we go, but I don't know how to do it. And it's, it's exactly what you said. Well, if you just put the intention forth, like maybe before you're going to go to sleep, if you say, Hey, you've just moved here, you know, to the guardians mm -hmm. of the land, how can I honor you? You know, you might get these revelations that come to you through your dreaming, or right. you might be out for a walk on your property and think, Oh, maybe I'll clean up this, this garbage here, or maybe I'll mm -hmm. do some eating so that these beautiful plants aren't feeling strangled, or maybe I'll plant some more plants or something like that. You know, I, th yeah. I think that sometimes we get those inspirational ideas that are planted into our, no pun intended, but that are planted into <laughs> our minds and they're not necessarily from us. It could be from spirit, from the guardians, yeah. you know, of the land saying, Hey, I, I need a leg up or some help with this. Yeah, and it can be as simple as what you said, like take out this this weed so that this can this plant can grow more uh happier in this place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, it's so sad when um you see people disconnected from nature. You see that there's almost this entire missed opportunity for a lot of people. You must feel very privileged or um, I guess just lucky in some way i don't know if those are even the proper words that you were taught this from young such a young age that your your grandmother showed you the meaning and the power of plants you know from the beginning um i do feel um lucky or blessed at this point in time growing up i didn't appreciate it um and even in my younger adult years i was not connecting connecting it back then yeah. But now that I'm in, that I started shifting my consciousness towards shamanism and energy medicine, I do feel blessed that I was able to learn all this knowledge from them, from my grandparents and from my mom. Um, and that there are more teachers that are coming and more people like minded, like you, that are I'm able to connect with. And it's always, you know, wonderful and something to be uh, joyful of. You know, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you were talking about he didn't necessarily appreciate it, but you kind of grew in. I feel like I'm saying all these plant puns and I'm not, I'm not trying to, but you kind <laughs> of <laughs> grew into your appreciation of, you know, plant medicine and maybe spirituality as well in general. But I think that that's what we're here for, isn't it? We're here to, to grow. We're here to learn different perspectives. You know, I never really paid much attention to the fact that I love being in, you know, that I appreciate color and plants and flowers and things like that. I never really connected it to maybe connecting with a higher purpose there. Right. So I think sometimes when we learn new new ways of looking at the mm -hmm. world. And when we develop our own intuition and that gets stronger and we know to trust ourselves more. Yes. Yeah. That's just a natural, you know, kind of naturally runs its course, but you know, we're not always going to start there. We have to go through experiences and grow in appreciation for it. That's true. Yeah. There are several experiences that will lead you to this, to this point in time. And that's always amazing that when you when we look back, when I look back and, and see how it was and, you know, 
how amazing the journey is. It cannot be planned. You know, we can only plan the path, but things unfold for our growth and expansion. Yeah, that's that's what I'll say about that. Yeah, exactly. So while I was kind of preparing for our chat this morning, Rosalind, I decided to Google, I was like, okay, how many plants are there in the world? <laughs> you know? Yeah, according, how many? Well, according to the BBC, there are 390,900 plants known to science. So that's a huge number, right? Um, yes. You know, just under 400,000 plants known to science. So when we're talking about plant medicine, it's obvious that it would be probably virtually impossible for somebody to know all the plants and to be, yes. you know, kind of aware of all the plant uh, properties and the, you know, the different ways of using them and, and things like that. So I guess I want mm -hmm. to bring the conversation around to talking about you know, whether or not when you are wanting to get into plant medicine or even for yourself on your own journey, is it kind of a little bit easier to direct your focus to the the plants around you in your area? I mean, we have talked about pine trees already before. We did talk about yeah. your grandmother growing plants in her area. So is that kind of a really good way for people to sort of get started? Yes, um, and also on top of that, um, when you're taking when a walk out in nature, um, just be open to what trees calls your attention or what plants or flowers calls your attention that makes you say, oh, this is so pretty. Oh, that's an amazing canopy that the tree has. So, and then get to know the tree as you pass by it every time you take your walk and maybe take a picture and figure out what's so beautiful about this tree and maybe hang out under the tree or you know ask for permission to have some of its leaves so or or, or branches or if it's like some kind of fru fruits or seeds that fall on the ground that you can have and bring to your altar if 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 you have an altar if you do practice that so that's one thing to do it another thing is to check in your life, in your daily life, what are your favorite, what is your favorite vegetable? What is your favorite fruit? What is your favorite flower? And that's, that's a great start already because you're already familiar. You have the aff affinity to this particular plant already. So that's a, a good way to get started with the whole plant medicine um, perspective. Oh, yeah. I never really thought. Yeah. So like if I'm really drawn to grapefruit, maybe there's something there for me to work with the, yeah. to work with grapefruit oil, get grapefruit extract, right? Yes. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the plants aren't just, I mean, you did talk about it when you were saying with essential oils. So I guess we could probably go there a little bit now, but you know, you just mentioned the leaves, but then you also mentioned the seeds and then you mentioned the fruit. I mean, a plant is a complicated, a complicated thing. It's full of many parts and different layers yes. and they can all be used for different purposes. So you know, when you're working with the plants in your area, do you use them for particular things? Do you just use particular parts at the moment? Or, you know, how do you work with plants yourself? Um, 
particular parts for the moment. Like for example, um, I have this beautiful pine tree just off my deck right there. And um, I always admire it, but um, it's not, you know, something to eat or, you know, it's not a daily thing to consume, if you know what I mean. So um, if I'm going to make um, an earth altar, which is one of the things that I do as part of my shamanic practice, um, I will go to the tree and ask if I can gather all the pine needles that is on the ground so I can put it in my um, earth altar. So that's one thing that I will um, get to know and use the, the plants or the trees around me. Um, and I do have an apple tree on the other side of the house. And that one is, is a very generous tree. Mm -hmm. So again, getting to know the tree and making sure that I give thanks to its fruits and its many parts because the leaves are also very pretty and the deer loves to eat the leaves and and yeah yeah <laughs> so I mean it it will it will actually show us that the plant for me will show me what part will it, it will it would it like to give to me at that point in time or what what is the purpose of that particular part of the plant for me what when i needed it if if it makes sense how does it show itself to you like is it kind of just something that you're maybe naturally drawn to and then you make the connection that that's what it's putting out there for you i guess yes uh, it's it's simple as um i um needing to make earth altar or I need to, I have this call to make an earth altar, for example, um, which is like an earth, um, it's kind of like a mandala. Okay. It is a mandala um, arranged on the earth, on the ground, bare ground. So whenever I have that calling that, okay, it's time for the earth altar, um, time to go around and see and gather the, the the elements of the earth altar and then just as natural as that you know oh this pine tree needles or this pine cones or this leaves are are, are good it, it calls my attention not nothing as complicated very simple yeah isn't it funny you know the mind always makes things more complicated than it needs to be i think in life yeah. we're kind of we just overcomplicate everything with drama and stories and just anything that kind of distracts us from our purpose here. And I think when you're looking at the beauty of plants, I'm surrounded by them, you know, I'm looking outside as well and just surrounded by them, you know, mm -hmm. you're just kind of reminded of the simplicity of it and the, yeah, that you don't need to overcomplicate anything. I do. Um, I, I know that we are going to talk another time about shamanism, but I feel that our listener at home is like, wait a minute, what do you use an earth altar for? So can you just elaborate <laughs> on that just for a second? Cause I'm dying to know myself and I just can't wait till our next talk to hear about it. Sure. Um, earth altar is a beautiful thing to make. Um, if you are a creative and if you're naturally connected to nature, um, it can be used for a lot of purposes, but mostly for me, it's, a, it's an offering for a petition or an intention that I am asking, or I'm 
an offering for a petition that I am asking or a, uh, a gift or how do you say, an offering for an intention that I'm putting out there. So, right. um, so it's an exchange yeah. of energy in a way. It's not just you saying, can I have this, please? It's you saying, uh, I'd like to receive this. And in turn, I'd love to give you this gift in a way. It's an exchange, right? A balance. Yeah. A balance of um, give and take. It's, yeah. it's um, in shamanic perspective, we um, have this principle of Aini, which is the right reciprocity. So I'm sorry, I'm bringing in all this, this terms and ideas in <laughs> the last minute, but I do yeah, it <laughs> because, <laughs> because of my um, shamanic background, I, I do believe in the right reciprocity, which is the Peruvian concept of Aini, um, A-Y-N-I, um, and giving offering to the land or a gift to the land, um, making earth altar is part of that concept of um, giving back or just making something beautiful and offering it out to the element and and without any attachment for the outcome so yeah i love i love that a lot i think that you know in general people just you know when they don't know better i guess they they tend to take without realizing that you do need to do that exchange um, which just balances everything. So we can talk more on that subject definitely when we get into the shamanism conversation. So that would be just wonderful. So we do have about 10 minutes or so left in our conversation. I did want to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, aromatherapy and flower working with flowers as well um yeah. because i personally have been using bach flower for quite a while now and wow. i um it really i just buy it i don't make it or anything <laughs> i'm not that good but it really helped has helped me a lot if i'm struggling with anxiety or anything uh just a couple drops of bach flower have really mm -hmm. just made me feel a lot better so i guess i'm curious about you know your experience with flower essences i we do talk about aromatherapy in general because it's very sort of a popular you know yes practice or a popular thing that people do use but flower essences is not a subject that's widely discussed i don't feel um it's been around i mean back flower remedy has been around um for some reason it's kind of hard to grasp you know, the dilution and the, all the preparation. But if someone is really curious to learn about it, it's out, the knowledge is out there. Um, unfortunately, I didn't had a chance to expand more on my flower essence knowledge after massage school. Um, but I do have an admiration for therapists who makes custom flower essences for their clients. So that's something to look forward to in the future for me. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, the aromatherapy or the essential oil, um, I've always been drawn to the lavender plants. I actually have a lavender, several lavender bushes that I'm trying to grow <laughs> around here. Um, and, and I always thought of having, you know, making custom lavender flower essences with other addition to it in the future so so 
something to look forward to. I guess it comes down to what you were saying before as well, that when you're drawn to a certain plant, there could be something for you in it. There could be something yes. that you can explore. And, you know, when we're dealing with over 400,000 plants in the world, you know, if you're really naturally drawn to a certain plant, it would make sense that, you know, maybe do a little bit of research on that plant. Maybe there's yes. something for you. Maybe there's a protective um, element. Maybe there's something in your body that you actually are calling in that that plant mm -hmm. can help you with. I mean, I personally yeah. believe that a lot of sicknesses and a lot of ailments that we have in the world can a lot be maybe not necessarily fully healed, but can definitely be supported by plants. Of course, yes, definitely. I do believe that too. Um, a lot of these plants and plant medicine is a really great complementary alternative medicine to the, you know, allopathic practices yeah. that, you know, you know, we, I, I do believe in science. I'm a great um, believer or admirer of the um, miracle of modern medicine. Yeah, yeah. And, but then it's not, it's uh, based on my experience in healthcare, it's not enough. We have to look at the whole part of the person and what the person needs um, at, you know, to help them um, overcome some health issues. Yes. And that's what attracted me to this, to this work. Yes. So just before we end off, Rosalind, do you have any tips and tricks for people who are interested in getting started? I do know that, you know, sometimes people go, oh, I don't have a green thumb. I can't keep anything alive. And it's like, well, maybe you're just not putting enough effort in <laughs> or researching the proper environment that plant needs, or maybe, you know what I mean? You right. just set an alarm to remind yourself to water it or look at how beautiful <laughs> it is. If it doesn't look really good, maybe it needs a drink. <laughs> <laughs> what tips and tricks do you have though? <laughs> well, um, I'm one of those person who says, I don't have a green thumb and I struggle growing my lavender plants. I, I, I admit that my mom have a green, green thumb. So, um, but the good thing about all these plants, and there's a lot of, you know, plant moms and plant dads that are, you know, growing all these house plants all over the world now. They are like into yeah, it. It's all yeah. over Instagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the great thing about plants is that they do came with care instruction, you know. They it's, do. It's there. So it's just up to us to really put in the time and attention and the the effort to make them grow, I guess. Yeah. That's my that's that's my simple trick. As a struggling lavender grower, lavender plant grower, um, just for me is to pay attention. And plants do need some space too. Sometimes the the, the problem is that we're giving them too much or something like too much water, oh. too much attention, too much Right. Too much of the good stuff. So right. um, suffocating them with love. <laughs> <laughs> refer back to the care instruction. Maybe they don't really need that much attention. So yeah. Ah, yeah, that's true. Just allow them to do their natural thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I find too that when the plants are being watered by rainwater as opposed to um city water, it actually they seem to thrive more too. So 
Wow. Yeah. At least in Australia, we have a lot of outdoor plants and um, it's amazing how when the rainwater comes, they just double in Uh size, but when they're being watered with regular water, also, I'm not trying to give the impression that I'm doing all of this because my partner is a plant dad, if you want to call him that. (laughs) He's the one doing all the work. I just get to reap the benefits of seeing how beautiful everything is that he's growing. But yeah, so I guess that's that's what you said. You know, if your plant's not doing very well, maybe pay attention to the actions you've been taking because if you continue to do the same thing, you're probably going to get the same reaction. <laughs> that's so true. Thank yeah. you for summarizing that for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all good, girl. All right. So listen, we've covered quite a lot. I know that you know talking about plant medicine in an hour, especially when I take us on tangents about essential oils and earth altars and things like that, it's difficult to really get into the whole you know, cover the whole subject in one hour. It's probably impossible. Mm -hmm. Do you have any resources or any books that you recommend to people or just any kind of, um, you know, direction that you can give to others if they are interested in finding out a bit more about the subject? Um, I don't have a go-to plant manual. I mean, again, all the information is out there already. So yeah, it's just a matter of what calls your attention and what you are interested in, you know, what what plant you want to learn. But I do have um, this um, really good book that I was gifted with when I started learning about essential oil. Um, it's Emotions and Essential Oil. Um, it doesn't have an author. It's part of a company's manual but I can link it. I can email you a link of it. Yes, I think it's cool. by, by enlightenhealing.com. It's, okay. Yeah, I'll send you a link. And the title is Emotions and Essential Oils. And that's where I learned a lot of stuff about which essential oil is beneficial for a particular emotion or particular part of the body, mm-hmm. like for... For example, lavender is really good for communication. So for me, who have a lot of issues with throat, thyroid, and all that, lavender is, it's no wonder that lavender has been a plant that's been calling me and I've been really curious about all this time. So yeah. yeah. That's so funny because all this time I have also been drawn to lavender and I communicate a large part for living. So that that's an interesting thing as well. So I like that. Well, thank you, Rosalind. You've really given us a lot to think about. I I love how, you know, I would, this is just going to sound hilarious, but when we were going to talk about plant medicine, I wasn't really thinking too much about flower essences or aromatherapy being connected, but it's so obvious because they're all made up of plants. So, you know, (laughs) I just think that it's really interesting how a lot of us are probably into plant medicine strictly through our use of aromatherapy or essential oils. And we never really Mm -hmm. made the connection before. So how can people find out a little bit more about what it is that you do? And also, is there anything that you wanted to bring up that I didn't ask you during the show? Um, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, it was all over and a lot of information. And thank you for facilitating this um, and guiding me through the, the interview. 
Um, yeah. So I'm in Instagram most of the time at yeah. Breathing Sky Healing Arts. Um, I do have an Etsy shop as well where I offer um, most of my services, including some workshops that are coming up. And that's through an Etsy, uh, Rosalind Vintage at Etsy.com or Rosalind Vintage at Patterns by Etsy.com. It's a little bit long. Yes. Uh, but I'll put all the links to that in the show notes so our listener at home doesn't have to worry about it. They can just simply just go to the show notes and all the links for Rosalind will be there. So what's next for you? I know you said you're going to be trying to grow this lavender. I believe you can do it. Uh, I guess as long as you just listen to what the plant is telling you, like stop loving me too hard, Rosalind, just let me be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Actually, my husband is also helping me with the lavender planting project. So I already have two or three healthy lavender bushes. So yeah, the next, next for me this coming spring is to grow more lavender as well as expand more on my uh, flower essences knowledge, which is actually really wonderful that it came up a lot today in our topic because I've been thinking about that as well. Yeah. And continuing with my shamanic and Reiki services uh, to whoever is um, available to connect with me. Perfect. Well, again, I'll put all those details in the show notes. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to having you back on the show to talk about all things shamanism, including digging in a little bit more to the concept of reciprocity um, that I know that you were really passionate about. And I am too, as well. I love that exchange and um, I'm looking forward to speaking with you more on that subject next time. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lauren. Have a good day. You too. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.